Hello and welcome to Say When, a Geeky Podcast, episode 25. Take two. And today we are going to be talking about Endgame. So if you want a spoiler-free review, don't stay here. We'll talk with you later because we're going to be talking spoilers for Endgame and we've got lots of news and notables. But before that, how are my podcast hosts? Melissa? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, new job, new trainer. Uh, give him a little shout out. That's Maverick Willett. Some people might know him as God Bod. Um, Google him. You'll see why. Uh, new computers. Had to switch all that stuff over. That was a lot of fun. And new earphones. A lot of new gear. So nice. hopefully, uh, hopefully that's coming across in the yeah. podcast. But times. Cool beans. Frankie, how are you doing? Doing great. Enjoying the, you know, nice warm weather. Looking forward to a, a charity bike ride this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah, everything's going well. Kids are doing great. Can't complain. Outstanding. Uh, May the 4th has come and gone, and I was rocking the Star Wars gear. It, my shirt said May the 4th. Be with you. And I got stopped at the horse show and someone said to me, I am so glad that you're wearing that shirt. And she told me about a woman who's authorized to do Star Wars tattoos. And now I don't remember who it is because I want to get a Star Wars tattoo. I don't know what to get, but I want one. Oh, I know what I want. I'm not going to say it on the podcast because I don't want anybody copying me. But me and you have already had this conversation. I, I am thinking about getting one, really. What? You're not allowed to get Star Wars tattoos? Yeah, you're allowed to get Star Wars okay. tattoos. But this person is like an authorized Star Wars oh. tattooer. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not necessarily planning on driving to Charleston. Big money, big money. Yeah. yeah. I'm not necessarily planning on going to Charleston to get it, but, you know. There you go. Um. Yeah, so I, I thought that was kind of cool that she, that I got a, hey, I like your shirt. But um, is there anything else going on in my life? I think that's about it. I'm just, you know, mom, mom life, which is pretty boring. But there's a lot going on in geek culture, so news and notables. Melissa, did you have some non-Star Wars stuff to tell us about? Yeah, we got uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, coming up on May 17th, and I'm super psyched about it. I've loved the John Wick movies thus far, so... um, can't imagine this one's going to be any less of a fan favorite so mm-hmm. looking forward to that okay um i that just made me think of something for whatever reason oh i know adam driver's in it he's gonna be in a zombie movie that has like an incredible cast dead don't stay dead it comes out in june and bill murray's in it yeah yeah, yeah. Did it's you see a, that? Quite a lineup. I I vaguely remember it. Yeah, I'm sure I wasn't sitting on the edge of my seat like you were, since I'm not a huge Adam Driver. Fan. I don't like horror movies. <laughs> and Is I'm it not, a horror movie or a comedy? It's it's a. I saw horror, zombie slash horror, but it looks pretty funny because it just looks pretty funny. But it is rated R. So I'm not sure what to do with it. But, I mean, it's got so many famous people in it. I think it's called The Dead Don't Stay Dead or something. Like, but 
like Evil Dead, I think was technically, you know, a horror film. Mm-hmm. But Evil Dead, especially Evil Dead Two, I want it's it's you know that's an all time favorite. Yeah, you know, Army of Darkness. Maybe this I one's going to be kind of like Shaun of the Dead, which was a bit was, comedy, a bit. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I just I was just like okay, but it, I mean it looks it looks it looks funny, but I don't know if it's meant to be funny. Uh, so, but that doesn't come out till June. Do you have anything else, Melissa, that you wanted to point out that maybe um, we yet? A little bit of hype about the Pokemon movie that's coming out. I saw the trailer when I was watching Endgame, and um, eh, look, like it might be okay. Like I might be able to sit through it. Okay, cool. Um, Frankie, what did you turn up for News and Notables? Oh, I think you and I were both all over the same news and notables. This, so. <laughs> nah, so, not us. Yeah, the, uh, between, let's see, the Phase Four, you know, movies got released. What's go- that's going to be the um, the Star Wars slash Avatar? We're going to own Christmas between now, yeah, and twenty twenty seven, excluding the twenty twenty year when we're going to get Coella and West Side Story. So. 2019 is, you know, Star Wars Episode Nine. Okay, great. Can we get a break for West Side Story and Cruella? Bill, yeah. I guess. Uh, Spielberg's divest is uh, directing the West Side Story one, correct? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I, um, I, I was too distracted by the Untitled Star Wars, Untitled Star Wars, Untitled Star Wars for 22, 24, and 26. So there's my honesty for you. <laughs> and I will I will also drop another bit of honesty on the podcast. I have never seen Avatar in its entirety. And I don't have any desire to see Avatar in its entirety. So all those Avatar sequels have no, no attraction for me. So yeah, go ahead. Hit me with hit me with it if it's terrible. But I just if it's terrible no, it's of me not, not it, to have seen it. But I just no, it's not because it's been so long, mm-hmm. right? I had to go back and look, and I was like, oh yeah, Avatar, Avatar. They were supposed to make a sequel about that. Oh, and not only making a sequel, they're making four sequels. Well, I mean, for a long time, it's been the highest grossing movie ever. I mean, I think we can probably agree that Endgame, which we're going to discuss here in a minute, is probably going to knock it off that perch. But for a very, very long time, it, I mean, it it's surprising that they haven't had a sequel, right? Just because it was so fantastically successful. I just remember watching part of it and just being not interested. I think it was perhaps the storyline just didn't speak to me, but. Well, that was just it. The storyline, it was so visually stunning at the time, right? Mm-hmm. He took he, he took graphic, he took everything to a level that hadn't been pushed before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, because of Avatar, they started making 3D TVs. Right. Right? There's going to be 3D channels. Like, it changed the game for a little bit. Should we move on to Endgame? Endgame. I saw it for a second time on. Oh, did you? 
May the 4th. Yeah. Did Instead you? of celebrating the Jedi holiday, I was uh, waiting for Revenge of the 5th. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask this question. I have no idea the answer to this question. Did you like it better the second time out? I mean, I know you liked it the first time out. But were you still, like, still there with it? Or did it bring up more questions for you? Well, the second time was more enjoyable because I could actually watch it. The first time, like I mentioned before, I was so not ready for the number of tears that I was going to shed. Like, both sleeves on my shirt because I didn't bring tissues or tear stained or makeup was just like on both of my sleeves and my shirt. Cause I was just crying so much through the first run through. You know, I got a warning. I got a heads up to, um, to take tissues and I actually only needed one napkin, but I grabbed a bunch of extra napkins. <laughs> so I was kind of, kind of prepared for that part. I needed a whole box. For the first run through. I mean, the opening scene when, you know, you see Hawkeye there with his daughter giving her archery lessons and mm-hmm. then having the family picnic. And it's just so like warm and fuzzy and you just get like comfortable with mm-hmm. that scene. And then poof, snap, his entire family is gone. Now, one of the things and that's, that's what you open up to. Yeah. Well, one of the things that's interesting about that is that Frankie, in our one of our last podcasts, you proposed the question, you know, how are they going to take half? Is it going to be half of every family? Is it going to be just randomly, you know, half of the population? And I had contended that because all of the Pym family disappeared, that indicated to me that it was going to be just sort of randomly taking them all. And it looks like with Hawkeye's family, that bore that out, right? Mm -hmm. That it was just going to be half the population. And it was convenient, obviously, for them to kill half of Hawkeye's family because then it lets him be free to be Ronan and and just go kill all the bad guys because that's obviously the best solution there. But um, I have no problem with that. Do what? I didn't have a problem with it. That it was convenient to kill them all, or that he went like that he went and did that. Like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to imply. I that don't I know why Black Widow it. had such an issue with it, but it's like you know, I cleaning up Parkstale, cleaning up the Akusa. I failed to see the problem with this. I think I do, though. I think I see where she's coming from. I think that maybe for her, that runs counter to what she knew of her friend. And it was so, okay, for instance, I have known y'all for a very long time, right? Like, I've known y'all for longer than I've not known y'all. And I've been friends with y'all for that length of time, correct? Correct. And so, if something happened... And suddenly I was presented with evidence that y'all were acting so incredibly out of character. Don't you think that it would upset me and make me want to know why and make me want to bring you back from like, if you were riding an edge like that, don't you think that that you would want to bring a friend back? Like if I was riding the edge of like, because 
you're right. He's going after the cartel, right? He's going after unqualified bad guys. He's going after the bad guys, clearly. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, are you, uh, when do you become the bad guy yourself? Do you see what I'm saying? So I feel like maybe she's trying to pull him back from being, from crossing that line, from doing something that he can't come back from. And I think that's where she's coming from, as opposed to being really upset that, you know, a cartel leader is dead. I don't think she cares about the cartel leader. She cares about Hawkeye and what that's doing to his soul, as opposed to anything else. In my my opinion, I could be wrong, but that's kind of, and so I didn't, that, that was one of the few things in the movie that didn't make me go, what just happened? You know, I got that. I understood that. So, anyway. Uh, what else? Yeah. Well, I mean, so we kind of jumped straight past into a few it, scenes. Yeah. But um, another tearjerker was the scene where Tony is adrift in space and, you know, he's recording his last message to Pepper and Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there. I mean, we really think he's going to, I mean, we know he's not going to die, but it's just, you know, he's on the edge. They're about to run out of oxygen and Nebula puts him in his chair after it looks like it's just about his last leg. And then, uh, Who's going to save the day? Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. She comes up like a shining star that she is and pulls them out of space and brings them back to Earth. I so. wonder how she knew. Was there like a, a distress beacon maybe that she was following? Do we know? Was that ever made clear to us or did she just happen by a... She was paged. Right. Uh, and and that sign never... Just... That, that scene didn't make it in the movie, did it? No. Not in, not in Endgame. But it, it yeah. did no, make it at the end credits. So unless you sat and unless you were a true Marvel fan and sat through the end credits, you maybe wouldn't know that. At the end of the Captain Marvel movie, she shows up and says, "Where's Nick Fury? What happened to Nick Fury?" Yeah, yeah. And that scene. So are you trying? Made... To, are you trying? How did they track? You know, the, the ship adrift in the yeah. Like, how did she know? I mean, because space is a big place, right? So how'd she know right. where Avatar was? I, I've already I, I just, seen yet. Huh? Right. I backfilled that. I backfilled that. Uh, the rocket, rocket knew how to. Because rocket was on Earth, she was on Earth with rocket. I, I backfilled that rocket would have told how some kind of a homing beacon would have been in Milano. Okay. I, just, I mean, that could not have been like. Am I? Am I mentally backfilled that? So I had the thought, and I was like, okay, right. And I just, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, Rocket just told him, you know, here's the tracking device. Here's the tracking signal on. Sure, I can buy that. I can buy that as a headcanon. I've got no problem with that. I was just curious if we knew, canonically yeah, like, speaking, what had happened. And that, that makes no. complete sense. It, I mean, it really. It wasn't explained. It, and it doesn't bother me all that much, honestly. Yeah, another loophole. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? That If I was going to nitpick this movie, I'd bring that up. But I'm not trying to nitpick. Like I, I would, I would have a problem with that if I was nitpicking, but I'm not. That's what we do. We I try it. not to. <laughs> it's part of the review process. I mean, you know. I try not to, and I have like three things with this movie that kind of set me over the edge. But I, I try to just have those those things and call it a day. So yeah. So 
from there, we are into their plan A to try and bring everybody back after, you know, uh, figuring out or finding out from Nebula where Thanos is. And their plan is to go and get the stones back and undo it all. But, apparently, stones are gone. Stones. Thanos uses stones to destroy the stones. And this is where it made me crazy. Because, well, it, it... it's where you knew that they were now going to use time travel as mm-hmm. the the plot device. Right. And my my top three problems with this movie, number one, timeline, time travel stuff. There are a number of things within that whole time travel thing that just make my head explode. And so I... I Get like what Thanos did in destroying those stones makes complete sense, right? If he wants to ensure that his his destruction stands, it makes total sense for him to to destroy the stones. And narratively, that makes sense. But if since they decide that they're going to use time travel as the device, there it is. Here we go. I so, literally face palmed. When I realized that was going to be, it was like, I knew that was what it was going to be. We all knew that was what was going to have to happen, but it's just such a cop out cop out. Yes. And it it, it was a disappointment, but still, and and in a lot of ways, I guess some of it was fan servicey and you know, I, I get little, I get a little snarky about fan service, but it was very fan servicey. Like, Going back to the Battle of New York, that was very. I was like, "Oh, it was my favorite scene in that movie." Oh, that's my favorite Avengers movie. I mean, that was very fan servicey to to kick it back to to the Battle of New York to to take it back to all these different things. So I I, I get why they did it. It doesn't mean that I partic- I I just wish they hadn't. I just wish they hadn't. Like why? Yeah, I I I, I agree. I didn't. W- I'm not a big fan of the time travel thing. I was hoping they would find a different way. Well, but they had a different way, right? They did have a different. They could have just went through the qu- qu- quantum realm. Or well, or. they could have. Ne- they would have never been able to do this um, if it weren't for one furry little creature. It wasn't for Goose, like I had hoped, that would show up and help in some way, maybe take down Thanos. But the mouse, the mouse set right. Scott. Free, yeah, and um, Scott and his time travel device were in some storage unit somewhere that nobody would have probably ever known about if it weren't for that little mouse mm-hmm. or rat or whatever. Right, and and you so, know I I wanted him back. By the way, I like Ant Man as well as the next guy. Um, but but I'm not a huge Ant Man fan. I mean, I'm not. I enjoy I'm, the Ant Man movies. I think they're funny. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy them. I enjoy the Ant Man movies. They're not, you know, they're not the Avenger movies, but like, I I, I go see them. They're fun. Right. Yeah. Um, they're cheesy, but yeah, the last one was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. What you drinking, Melissa? 
um, some white wine. Don't tell my trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> no, I heard the splash and I was like, what you got? I'm Can you interested. share? Yeah. Could you, could you bring it Only. on across town? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just teasing you. Okay. So, um, drinking water. Totally. Well, I'm drinking water. So I guess I'll drink enough water for the both of us. So, okay. So, I, I don't think we have time to go through this movie scene by scene because this is a really, really long movie. Um, and, I, and I alluded to the fact that I had three big things with this movie. Um, but when I just said that they already had... The, Frankie, you said the quantum realm. But here's the other thing. They could have done exactly what they did in terms of picking up where they left off, Right. Mm-hmm. And instead of that defeat, right, they could have drug it out a bit where that could have been the movie, them going after Thanos and getting the gauntlet back. Like they could have like just the journey had, of the journey of getting to Thanos could have been the movie. Right. The finding Thanos, finding the gauntlet and having him not destroy it immediately could have been the the movie. And it wouldn't have had to have been three hours long. It wouldn't have right. had to have relied on time travel and opening up all these, for me, plot holes. Uh, for other people, maybe not. But for me, plot holes and things like that. So I just really I felt like they, they made it, they complicated it in ways that I'm not sure they needed to complicate an Avengers movie. Do you think but how would they have brought back everyone? Just, just, if the, if just they, don't do a time leap. Don't if do a they, five-year time leap. If they hadn't done the time leap, if they hadn't had Thanos destroy the stones, right, and finding, the process of finding Thanos was the movie. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? If the process of finding Thanos was the movie and him being an egomaniacal maniac had just not destroyed the stones, right, maybe it's not possible to destroy the stones, throwing that out there. Uh that could have been the movie and it wouldn't have necessarily complicated the timeline and all that stuff. And they'd have gotten the gauntlet, snapped the fingers and gotten rid of Thanos and his minions and brought people back. It um, could have been that simple. I agree. Now, I, I but apparently, go ahead, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to wrap it back up to you. It goes back to fan servicing. Yeah, I know. How much fan servicing got done? Like when, um, when you saw, you know, Captain America sees uh, Peggy, right? Or when you see the, um, when Doctor Strange, when, when Bruce Banner goes back and sees Doctor, oh, what's the, the, the Eternal One? What was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of fans. Like, think of all the, I mean, I think about all the cheering and all the, you know, happy, you know, when all these different scenes happen back, the little moment when Tony Stark sees his dad, all those things were, you're right. It is fan service, and and that's. But I'm just saying, there's a simpler way to do it. There and and would would it have been it. as entertaining? No, probably not. And and so, in the final analysis, did they do the right thing? They probably did. And and even as I say what I said out loud, that movie's not necessarily. It's not new. It's not groundbreaking. It's just more of the same Avengers, right? It's. It's Avengers assembled over again. So, to be fair, 
they were trying to do something new and different. And I think they succeeded in that. So, but I'm saying the problem with them doing that and succeeding in that is that they, for me, they opened up an entire universe of plot holes. Yes. And they made a very messy movie, which I don't, which messy doesn't always bother me, but in this case, it did bother me. Right. Space magic. Yeah. Space magic. (laughs) Just accept it. That's what I'm having to do. You know how I am about these things. I mean, bombs dropping in space. These, these they were magnetic, but anyway. Well, that was not implied, but or explained. Just like a lot of things were not explained in this movie, that you just had to. There are more articles explaining this movie than I have ever seen before. It's like that's that's that is true. It's there's so there's so many questions about this movie. It's like they've had to just open up an entire. They might as well open up an entire division of of Disney to explain what happened in Endgame because so many questions are floating around. Like, what does this mean? How'd that happen? Da, da, da. Yeah, <sighs> that was I was reading one. So to cut in one of the scenes that actually gave me some excitement was. When uh, Black Widow's talking to everybody in their own little, you know, their little holograms. And I read somewhere um, when she's talking to, said, what about the earthquakes off of Africa? In the, in the ocean off of Africa? And she goes, oh, they're nothing. You know, have you still looking at, oh, they're just earthquakes. No, they're just earthquakes. Have you heard, have you heard what that's, who that's probably about? No. Oh, oh, it's about that new, um, not new. Godzilla movie? I forgot to mention that in the news and notables. That's coming. That's a thing that about, I want to go see. It's about Namor, the submariner. Submariner. Oh, yeah. Who is older than Aquaman. He, 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 his comic predates Aquaman. So they were like, oh, is he talking about that? Because there's a history between Wakanda and Namor. They, you know, Black Panther, and, um, they fight a little bit. So they're like, is that going to be, you know, could that be the villain in the next Black Panther movie? Because of, of that. So there's a lot of little nuggets like I picked up since reading those all those discussions. Right. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. so many things. So many little Easter eggs in this movie. They okay. did a great job of cramming in every character. Every. I mean, every character. And I don't think they could have done that without the time loop. So I, I agree, it's messy. It's a mess. It's a mess, but it's beautiful. It is. The second time around, I still sat there and watched it happily and did not check my clock or my watch. You know, I just, I enjoyed it just as much the second time around. Okay, so I want to know. Because like when I went, I went on the Thursday night, and like I said, I was I I, I sat there with people who were dressed like Gamora and Captain America. I even had a Deadpool, which I found a little weird. But any in any event, there were there were people who were fanned out. On yeah. Earth. How were people made a fourth after you know it's it's out of play? Were people still cheering and crying? No, I think it was, and I noticed that too. Like the first run through, people were cheering, and I could hear sobbing. Um, the second time around on May the 4th, it was quiet. The theater was just quiet. I think it was a lot of people going to see it for the second time. And the guy that I went with is like a staunch, like, you don't clap at movies. 
Mm. There's nobody there to witness the clapping. It's a movie. It's not a theater production. Um, like, I think he really wanted to clap. <laughs> it was his first time seeing it. But um, nobody else in the theater clapped or cheered or any of the stuff they did the first time around. So did you see it for a second time, Frankie? Not yet. So I, I'm going to just wait. I'm just going to wait and get it on video. Like, I don't have – I have too many other things coming up, like – I should have a ride coming up, um, have a, some travel coming up, and then I have Dark Phoenix, and then more yes, travel. Yes, Dark Phoenix. So excited. So, well, um, let's talk about some of the controversial scenes in the movie. Sally, this is going to be one of your favorite topics. Um, Fat Thor. <laughs> um. I personally liked Fat Thor because, for me, I looked at it on the positive side of things, which is kind of how I view a lot of things. Um, this is showing that, hey, even superheroes can fail, um, and that's okay. They're still worthy. You know, they show him even during his low point. Um, his hammer still came to him, and he's like, I'm still worthy. Um, so... There was a lot of positive messages with Fat Thor and his depression. But, Sally, you you didn't think so. PTSD is never a joke. Period. And I, I, I can't, I mean, I understand lightening the mood, but PTSD is not a joke. We lose an excruciatingly large number of veterans every day to the ravages of PTSD. And I don't like it seeing played for laughs with a bad fat suit and not great CGI. Marvel and Disney should be better. Thor can, Thor can absolutely have PTSD, but it shouldn't be funny. It should not be funny. And, and, it's just not a time. I mean, I'm not going to laugh about that. I'm not going to laugh about school shootings. There are things I'm not going to laugh about. And PTSD makes the top five. Frankie? I, so, until Sally brought that up, I never thought of it that way. I didn't. I just thought that they were looking for a way to lighten the movie. Uh, they made Thor look like the big Lombowski. <laughs> um. I thought it was humorous because of, you know, because he, you know, he is seen as like this sex symbol and to do that, I, like I said, until Sally brought the PST, it never crossed my mind. Did not. Right. I I didn't really, it didn't cross my mind either. And I, and I understand her point and, um, I think it's valid, but there were also, like I said, some really good points to be made, um, during the movie, Frigga, his mom, when he has that encounter with her, when he goes back to the alternate timeline or whatever time heist, or it's not the past. I don't know how to explain it. It is. the. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, she says everyone fails at who they're supposed to be. The measure of a person of a hero is how well they succeed at being who they are. So, 
you know, it doesn't always work out. You don't always succeed at who you're supposed to be or who, you know, people expect for you to be. But how you handle that is everything. And Thor turns it around. He decides to go off and not be who he's supposed to be. He turns over the mantle to Valkyrie. And he goes off with the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Asgardians of the Galaxy. And I think he's going off on a mission to find himself. So I I appreciated that little that little tidbit. As much as I love Thor, y'all know I'm a huge Thor fan. One of my friends said when I told him that I was crying during the movie, he was like, "What? Did Thor get married or something?" Did um has he signed another deal for another movie to be in Ask? I mean, do we know that? I have not looked that up yet, but I, I totally have not heard that he has. He has know, indicated that he's open to it. Because I know there's there was a whole mess about you know the, the whole you know Guardians of the Galaxy theory. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was a uh, um, you know, between fire and gun and bringing him back and. Somebody so, remind me: Was Gamora on the Benatar? When at the end? I don't remember. Yeah, that was one of the things I I read that they would be exploring. So she does go back with the. I thought, was she my, with that Guardian? I don't remember her being with the Guardians. I know Nebula was there. Yeah. I'm not trying to... I, I'm actually curious about this. I'm not trying to be, like, cr- critical. I'm, I'm, asking, I, I'm actually asking for information. Was she on board the, the Benatar? And I don't remember that she was. And it doesn't really matter. It's not that important. Um, I don't think she had a speaking role, if she, if she was. I don't remember her commenting on that whole exchange between so, yeah. yeah how does the, how does the new love triangle work out between those i don't know <laughs> well i mean i don't i don't know the guardians of the galaxy people people really liked guardians of the galaxy and i was not one of those people so what i thought they're all right i just didn't i did i thought they were okay and they were yeah. kind of funny but I was never, and I am not, emotionally invested in Guardians of the Galaxy at all. So, anyway. Um, all right, so what's our next controversial scene that you want to handle? Uh, or did you want me to go on to my... Yeah, what's your, you said you had three things. I guess the next thing... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Sally. Yeah, okay, okay, so all the timeline issues that got opened up And so I'm just going to lump those all together, right? Because there are a plethora of them. Then I don't find PTSD funny, especially not that way. And then the other thing is, um, I didn't know Captain America's serum wore off. Like, that wasn't something that was clear to me that it was just a temporary kind of thing and if his serum is wearing off then why didn't Bucky's wear off was it because the hibernation thing and like the I just for me canonically speaking they did not explain that well to me and I can understand that you know they don't want to answer too many questions because they want to have plenty of material for Disney plus and any future Avengers movies and so on and so forth but so now Captain America can get old and die. I didn't realize that that was possible. Yeah, that bugged me too. 
I don't get it. Yeah, that, so uh, I'm a flip the other side. See, I was, you know, growing old together with your true love. Well, that's wonderful. Right, versus, versus you know, immortal. I mean, immortality. Right, but and watching all your loved ones die. Um, so I thought that was sweet. Now, as far as it getting old, like I said, comic. You know, I'll bring the comics. You know, in comics, that's happened before. You know, it has um, caps. You know, you know, we talked before. Caps died before. Caps came back. Caps died. Caps came back. So. Serum's worn off. He's back. So, Bucky's been to Captain America before. Falcon's been Captain America before, you know. So. Okay. All right. So that, that leads me to the new um, Far From Home trailer. Mm-hmm. Do you understand why I'm making that jump? The interchangeability between characters? Well, because yeah, I'm saying because do you remember one of the lines from the Far From Home when 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 Peter Parker says that you know Nick Fury? What do you mean there there's more than one you know uni- not not universe but reality kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you just did that, right? That should be common knowledge at this oh point. My God. <laughs> That's crazy. So what's what actually happened? It's crazy. So, and and, and I, and that's what I They knew it was going to make. Every, they, they knew this was going to happen. They knew this was going to happen, and I think that's why they put that one scene in there where they told you about you know Back to the Future, Terminator, all those other movies, their timelines, and how they they create. You know, time travel isn't perfect. It's if it were, we or we could really do it. So they have to create your own rules. Where they messed up is they didn't follow their rules. Like mm-hmm. Terminator, it's you know they reference Terminator. Oh, and every you know when they're having this little debate about time rule travels. If you create a set of rules in your reality, and then you don't follow those rules, that's what drives everybody nuts. Yeah, right. And so you get the time stone from the uh, oh, who is she? The the eternal or whatever the master of the arts or whatever the ancient one ancient one so you get the time stone from her and promise to return it but then loki disappears with a tesseract and i guess he's opening up a new reality but no one seems to be overly concerned about that except me going wait what now there's a new rea- so where's loki is this going to be his new tv show i guess Fine, whatever. I could, I can get, be on board with more Tom Hiddleston. I just don't. I, I think that's. I think they were trying to come up with a way to bring Loki back. Well, I or suppose that's one way to do it. That's one way to so, do it. Just like, like, and you wonder why if there's not going to be a glitch with like with black the Black Widow movie. Is it going to be a prequel? Is is the first Black Widow movie we see going to be her origin story? Are they going to give a Are they going to give her an origin story for somebody we've seen in all these movies? And I'm not okay with killing her that way. That was my next like controversial thing. Like for me personally, I did not even think 
for a second when I knew when I knew the two of them were going to collect the soul stone and I knew what we all knew what had to be given up to get the soul stone I never in a million years thought it was going to be her personally I thought okay and and you know what <sighs> no I don't even want to get into it. I just I could I could not believe that they thought that killing her was the best play there, right? This is a woman who's literally given her life, and she doesn't have a chance to see it through to the end, to, to win the war. And it just, I, it just felt so wrong to me. And I know a lot of people view it the opposite, that... <laughs> that her sacrifice was absolutely appropriate, that that was exactly what she wanted, and so on and so on. I, I just, and so I was like, oh, you can't take this away from her. And I'm thinking, you can't take killing her? No. I, I just, oh. Nope. <laughs> but that's not my, that wasn't in my top three, so I wasn't going to bring that up. But you brought it up, so there you go. Yeah. I get, and I think I probably would have been better with it if, I guess I would have been better with it if she had died on the field at the end, if she had to die, but I don't know. So, so all right. I'll talk to you guys in a minute. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Um, Sally, I'm curious um, what your thoughts were on the whole cap-on-cap battle. When I um, saw that, I was like thinking, Sally is probably drooling right now. Um, you know, <laughs> this was funny. This is actually part of the movie that I really, there are a lot of things about what happened with Cap that I really enjoyed. Um, first of all, I really enjoyed that um, Cap, Cap, despite the whole, you know, language thing from an earlier Avengers movie, you know, he's, he's talking about Thanos and he's like, oh, let's go get that son of a bitch. And I was like, yes, he cussed, right? Although he's done that before, right? That's not, it's nothing, but it's still, it just kind of made me laugh. And then, but when he walks out and he's got the spear in his hand in the, in the case and he's like, okay, I've got the spear and he's, he's going and bearing in mind, I don't have exact quotes because I've only seen the movie the one time. But he stops, and he's like, just the look on his face, and he's like, you got to be shitting me. And I was like, what in the world? And, he, and it pans around, and it's Captain America. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> this is epic. And, um, yeah, and, and that whole Battle of New York thing, it just really helped me because as I was watching it, it really brought home to me that that first Avengers movie was legitimately my favorite Avengers movie. And that took me back to what legitimately was my favorite, like, superhero movie. And for a long time, I kind of thought maybe it was Winter Soldier. But no, it's, it's actually Avengers. Because for me, it just... That, to me, feels like a very complete movie, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it, it didn't leave me hanging and... And, and it, for me, it was pretty clear-cut. And that's kind of why I go to see superhero movies. I go to see superhero movies for the fun of it. I don't necessarily go to get deep social issues. I don't necessarily go to be left in tears 
thank you infinity war you know i don't go for this roller coaster ride of emotions in game i go for a romp for a good time and so yes. for me that battle scene between the two caps and that whole battle of new york thing really did it was a lot of fun for me at that point if that makes any kind of sense like i was like oh this is, this is this is good this is i agree good. with you i think most people go to see these movies as kind of a feel-good mm-hmm. thing but um i also am always impressed with any movie that can pull tears from me mm-hmm. because I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big feat. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all so just desensitized mm-hmm. these days. And so when you can go to a movie and it actually pulls feelings from you, it's like, Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I go to, for instance, like the star Wars movies for me, they're modern myth. And, and so for me, star Wars movies are more about the story and so I'm more willing to put the emo- do the emotional work for a Star Wars movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Superhero movies, for me, are a different category. Now, they share an audience, certainly. but Or on some level, they share an audience. But for me, superhero movies are more of the romp and, and less of the, the mythology of it. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from when I, when I think about when I think about this story and stories like it, if that makes any kind of sense. I hope it, it does. does. Yeah. It does. Is there another scene that you wanted to kind of get my opinion on? <laughs> I'm scared. Well, um, <laughs> I think um, all in all, they did a really good job of balancing out mm-hmm. um, the amount of screen time that every character had in this movie based on, you know, historically <clears throat> where they were mm-hmm. in the past five, nine films. So, right. So they didn't use Captain America too much or not Captain. They didn't use Captain Marvel too much. And I thought that was yeah. a real danger with Captain Marvel for her to become sort of this deus ex machina, which really would have bothered me a lot. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad that she was a help, but I'm glad she wasn't like the solution to the problem. Same. I mean, as much as I love Captain Marvel, right? um, I was happy for that as well. Right. She has she has not had the time invested historically in these films, and so it would be so unfair for her to come in and just save the day. Right, right, exactly. I was pleased with how it ended, which I guess is probably what we should talk about next, unless we have something um, else we want to cover. There was, I'm trying to think, there was something that I had in my head that I just went flying out. Um, It wasn't, I guess it's not that important. Frankie, was there a scene that you really wanted to bring up to discuss Seeing that, I mean, uh, I guess I could like my happiest scene was obviously Thor grabbing the hammer, picking it up, spinning it around. That was my happiest scene. That's when I cheered. You mean Captain America? I mean, Captain America, yes, Yes, Captain America. That was my happiest scene of the whole, you know, whole thing. Here goes Captain America, and he's, you know, having that big battle. Uh, Captain America doing that was my happiest scene. Um, yeah, I mean. 
I, I bring up, I guess that was my happy scene. The battle scene at the end was fun. It was a lot of fun just kind of seeing everybody getting their own little time slot. I agree with you about the Captain Marvel thing. She can't, she is, you know, she is wicked powerful. Yeah, to give her give her that much, that would have been too much since she's kind of new to the Avengers thing. Um, actually, yeah. I now remember what I was going to ask about. There are two things I want to ask about. One of them was the last bit about Captain America, but the other thing I was going to ask about that flew out of my head, the female power minute. How did y'all react to that when Captain Marvel, I think, was got the Infinity Gauntlet and somebody asked her um, if it was too much or something like that? And How are you going to get a, through all this? Yeah. And Okoye's like, she's got help. And then all the women kind of like land. Well, Melissa, what was your reaction to that? This is not going to be popular, but gratuitous. Frankie? <laughs> I mean... Well, frankly, I think think, I think Captain Marvel could have handled it. I mean, yes, it's great that she had help. It's it was a great scene. It's great that she had that backup. But really, did she need it? Okay, that's kind of my initial thought. Okay, so I have I have similar reaction, different reasons. But Frankie, I understand this has put you in a bad position because not liking it makes you anti-feminist, and you can't do that, right? Um, but I don't know if you liked it or not. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I, I, I did like it, but I liked it because because like I, I'm a lifelong comic book fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something I've read for years. And, and it's one of those things I, I was kind of thinking about. Like, as being a lifelong comic book fan, like, women are powerful in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I liked seeing. I, I liked it. Like, I, and like, don't get me wrong. There, it was. It was heavy. I, I felt it was heavy handed. You used my word. I did use your word. How did you, you stole my word? Stole your word. You because stole you know, my word, man. That's not fair. Overt. Uh, I could say trite. Uh, I don't know. All right. What's well, not trite? It was. It was. I mean, because they did it on purpose. They because like, but it goes back to the, the thing you said earlier. I'm gonna steal your word again. Was it? Was it fan servicing? Was it fan servicing? Was it? Was that fan servicing? Totally. You know what? Are you are you loudest, asking me? I don't. Know. It was the it was the loudest. It, no, I'll say this: it wasn't the loudest cheer. Captain America picking up the hammer was the loudest cheer. That was the second loudest cheer in in my theater. That is all. That was also my experience. That that. Captain America picking up the hammer was the loudest, and then that, that one was. And um, you stole my word. Stole your word. But it's on purpose because I, you know what? <laughs> of course you did it on purpose. Of course I did it on purpose. Um, no, the, the, I, I appreciated that sort of female power moment, but it felt really in your face. And bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Um, Sorry. I tried to mute that, but apparently not. Yeah. It felt, (laughs) it's okay. It's fine. Uh, But it felt really kind of in your face, although it was really nice. It was really nice to actually see all the women in the set, like in the same place. Of course, we were missing Black Widow, but that's another thing um, that I just, yeah, I, I maybe wish it had been a little less. Heavy-handed. 
But oh. it was, it, I think they needed to do it though. I think they needed to, and, and, and for me, it, I had kind of a, well, it's about time that they point this out because the Marvel movies have a bad habit of subsuming a lot of these women's plot lines to the service of male characters. So, and, and even this movie did it. So that doesn't fix the problem. It is what it is. I'm going to bring up another scene. What did you think about when Scarlet Witch and Thanos were going one-on-one? And, you know, she's like, you know, furious at him. He goes, I don't even know who you are. I did not even really remember that scene. Oh, I remember it. Yeah, it was just weird. Uh- that and I, mean, I love like, the way she was like, oh, you will. Oh, you will. Yeah. <laughs> right. She- I so vaguely that was, I was, remember it. I vaguely so actually, remember it. That's good to know. That's good to know for me, like, brain-wise, because, like, you know, as you point out, Melissa and I kind of, we read more comics growing up, things like that, so I was just wondering about one of those details, like, you know, because it's one of those same, same love things, you know. Thanos snapped his finger, you know, well, actually, he ripped the, you know, he ripped the Infinity Stone out of his head and killed him. And mm-hmm. he didn't even, like, he had no, because he has no idea about that relationship. Yeah, he doesn't understand how much he's affected people by what he's done. Oh, I think he does. I just don't think he cares. I mean, he's a sociopath. Um, Clearly, clearly. So that that to me was a pretty big thing. The other scene that I wanted to question y'all about, I read somewhere in the in the you know plethora of articles that have come out since Endgame that uh, folks think that Captain America told Bucky, hey, I'm going to stay in the past. I'm going to find Peggy and then y'all can bring me back. And I never mind that I don't understand how they got him back. But anyway, this is another question, another time. Move along. Um, so does Bucky know that Steve is not coming back as Steve, like as the current iteration of Steve. Because he doesn't seem all that surprised, and he spins around and looks pretty quickly and is like, Sam. And he doesn't seem surprised that Sam gets the shield or anything like that. So what what are we thinking? I think that goes into like, how well you know like you're saying how long you've known us like i think he knew his friend right i don't think he was shocked i don't think he was shocked you know i think he i think he knew his friend and i think do you think do i think cap told him i don't think he had to okay does that make you you see what i'm saying like yeah yeah that makes perfect sense i just there someone again i've read what feels like an entire thesis on articles explaining and theorizing about this movie just because it has so much stuff in it and that provoked so many questions. And that was one of the things that they pointed out that, that somehow Bucky knew what Steve was going to do and that Steve must have told them. Or did they run across each other in one of the splintered timelines? I don't know. <laughs> So what did you think? 
or was that not something that sort of crossed your radar as bugging you? I'm not a huge cap fan. I mean, I wasn't a huge cap fan during this, uh, and I know be still your heart, but, uh, <laughs> I'm all about team Thor, but, uh, dang, cap was looking pretty fine in this movie and he got my attention. <laughs> I would, like, I would like to point I'm out so that I cannot make, I cannot make that statement. What? You cannot make that statement. I cannot make an equal statement to that. Okay, you can. Who was? Who was your? Uh, who? What team are you on, Frankie? Female. I want to know what female team you're on. Oh, I don't discriminate. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Not acceptable. Oh my goodness! Are you kidding me? Black Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson. Absolutely. Okay. And, and the red-haired version, sorry. Well, let, let me say this, too, about... See, I've always been Team Cap, and it's not necessarily Chris Evans. A lot of it has to do with just that character appeals to me. Like, that... Just the char- Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> He is, and he's the ultimate Boy Scout. You know, and yeah. that's always yeah. been sort of my type. Um, yeah. The, the Boy Scout type. I mean, yeah, y'all have known me for a long time. So, I mean, you get, it, that makes sense. It has very little, or it, has, it probably has something to do with Chris Evans. But a lot of it, I think, just has to do with, he's my type. Like, Captain America is the type of character that I'm really drawn to. That, that you know, wholesome you know, American values. That's a good thing. And for similar reasons, I'm drawn to Thor, but you know, because he's wholesome, he's fighting this battle for people that aren't even his people, Mm -hmm. humans, you know, Mm -hmm. but he's also a little mysterious to us because he's, Guardian and not from here and mm-hmm. unique and different and mm-hmm. so yeah no, no I get it yeah so I mean which is not to say I don't like more complicated heroes because clearly I do like more complicated heroes as well but this does go back to why I watch superhero movies which is more of the this is a fun romp not modern mythology so I sort of approach these movies in a different way than I approach, say, Star Wars or, you know, almost anything else. So. Frankie, appeal to Black Widow? Oh, I know. I think more is, I mean, I mean, what are we, like, as far as, like, characters, mm-hmm. like, what a, like, she ran the show. She's strong. She's smart. She's a great leader. But she, she was is. relegated to the... Admirable. Mm-hmm. She was relegated she, until... You, I will say this. After the snap, she was running the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cap, absolutely. Cap was, Cap was running a self-help group. I think, yeah. you know, so like, you know, Bruce Banner going back to doing science. And I'd like to see him work a keyboard as the help, but, you know, things like that. <laughs> That's a good point. You're not wrong. <laughs> and so, for me, um, that kind of came out of nowhere, but okay, that's fine. Do you like that strong leading female? I did. Like, I mean, but, but like, and that's because she's the Avenger. Like, I, I would feel wrong saying, like, Gamora. I think Gamora's 
awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, she's also, but you know, a strong female character who can kick tails. Um, mm. If she needs to take charge and lead, she can. So, do you feel the but same she's way about? Guardian. Do you feel the same way about say Nebula? Nebula is. Um, this is. I don't have the same connection with Nebula because she was a bad guy for me. And like mm-hmm. I know she's making the switch, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen. I haven't seen. You know, she, the kind. I did appreciate the kindness she showed Tony at the end. So that she's like it was as much as she's turned into a cyborg. It did show she's still. You know, you know she still got some caringness to her. Mm-hmm. Like because you know she could be. Because she could be just out. You could they could have portrayed her character as oh I'm just out to you know you know get get back, get even with my dad, mm-hmm. right? You know, but they didn't. You know, she you know gives Tony some food, props him up in his seat, so it did humanize her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I didn't have enough time with Scarlet, you know, with the Scarlet Witch to really develop. You know, she was mm-hmm. and she was never one. Of, she was never one of my favorite comic book characters either. Mm-hmm. I'm not a like like her in Doctor Strange uh, magic. Yeah, I don't like magic, right? No, this movie should bother you. Like because of the magic, because yeah. of space because ma- it's space magic. They tell yeah. you it's space magic. This movie should really bother you. Um, I do want to say this just as a, just as a side note. We haven't really touched on it, but I think one of the reasons why I like handing. Because of where I come from with the notion of superhero movies, um, I do like the Falcon getting, Sam Falcon, getting the shield. Because he, to me, sort of embodies, well, the more hu- a more human version uh, of Cap, certainly, on your left. Uh, but but um, I can understand a number of discussion points on that as well. Does that make sense? So I, I like the Falcon as Cap, the new Captain America. Um, if if someone else has to take the helm, so to speak, I think I I think I like it. At, I like Falcon being the one doing it because yeah. to me he's the one most like Captain America. Yes. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Winter Soldier, right? You know, right. So like he's got some baggage. Yeah. And, and you know what? He's too complicated a villain to be Captain America. <laughs> too complicated a character to be Captain America right now. I think. Yeah. In my head. For a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got some baggage. He was also, you know, Bucky was already Captain America. He's already his own person. Mm-hmm. He's already, you know, I mean, Falcon's already his own person, too, so... I'm, I was I was very happy with Falcon becoming the new Cap. It'll be fun to see him go forward in Phase Four. I'm guessing because I'm guessing he's going to be Captain America. I'm guessing. Are they going to give him the serum too? Do they need to? Well, I I don't know, but that was part of what made Captain America Captain America. And if they come up with a serum in the 1940s, why couldn't they come up with a serum in the you know 21st century? Just throwing that out there. I I never I don't remember from the comics of them giving him the serum. How's that? Okay. Well, although we have established that the comics 
are not the same. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they borrow. They borrow, they but borrow, it's not. But the, the comics are not canon for the movies. Yeah. No. So we can't no. know how that's going to work out. All right, uh-huh. y'all. Well, we have actually been talking for over an hour. Is there something else that we wanted to say about this movie? Any final well, we cannot. We cannot forget. Like probably one of the saddest parts of the movie. Yes. One of the biggest losses. Yes. Started with Iron Man and ended with Iron Man. Do you know that scene, that line? They actually had to do it in reshoots. They had it with him saying nothing and just snapping his finger. And they were watching it and they said, this is missing something. we got to get him to say something. We and they were like trying to figure out what, and they finally decided I am Iron Man because that, yeah. Yes. And Thanos always said, I am destiny or whatever he said. Yes. I don't, I don't care what Thanos said. And Tony responding with, I am Iron Man was the, like what they came up with and they had to do it in reshoots, which is stunning to me, you know, just absolutely stunning because that is, that to me was very moving and it did bring everything full circle. Um, in some ways, I wish they'd ended the movie right there. The funeral scene. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I actually wish they'd ended the movie right there. I do. Yeah. So, not even the funeral scene. Just just, just the snapping of the fingers. Yep. And then and, roll credits. And, and Thanos ashing away and rolling credits. I wish they'd ended it right there. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I feel like we kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Frank. I was say, I do feel like we uh, you know, avoided the Tony start. You know, it, it kind of, I, I actually felt back to the Battle of New York as we were thinking about this. You know, he, he was prepared before the kid mm-hmm. to, to take the nuclear weapon up into, you know, up into space and do it then, and die then. But, you know, you know, he made it very clear, like, look, listen, man, what Thanos did was horrible, but if you think I'm going to change the future that makes me lose my daughter. Mm-hmm. You've lost not, your mind. You've lost your minds. Yeah. Um, so. But Pepper calls it. She's like, but will you be able to rest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't have, knowing that he could bring back everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. So. It was Ooh, another tearjerker. Did you guys stay? Did you guys stay to listen to the all the way to the end the credits to listen to the um, sound? Yes, yes. What does that mean? I think that was just the end. I think that was just goodbye. Yeah. Unless one of the other spoilers. Do you remember the little kid who was kind of well? He wasn't that such a little kid anymore. Standing there, he was yeah. from Iron Man Two. Yeah. So you was, read that too? Yeah, he was in the. Um... He was in that movie. He was the kid that called Tony the the engineer or whatever. What did he call him? The mechanic. They called him the mechanic. mechanic. And he came to Tony's funeral. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, grown up now, obviously, but he came to Tony's funeral. Right. Yeah. So I have no idea what that... Like, I, I completely missed who that was when I watched it. And I've only seen the movie the one time, so... Yeah, the first time, first time I watched it, I missed it, and, and then um, my friend Todd pointed it out to me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, because you could also bring up the, the it could War Machine. Why wouldn't War Machine become the new Iron Man? 
Yeah, yeah, I would have thought he would, but that doesn't. But yeah, <sighs> yeah. As you think about Phase Four, that that the boy could become the new one. You know, Hawkeye's daughter becomes the new Hawkeye. Yeah, but Hawkeye's still alive. So many retire. possibilities. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Okay. Any final thoughts? You know, overall, plot holes aside, I really enjoyed the movie, even twice, seeing it for the second time. Um, So, I think it was a success. Two thumbs up. Frankie? Same thing. I think, you know, I'm having a hard time thinking, you know, how this doesn't win like best picture, and and I'll hold hold on, it, it it won't because they'll they'll give it as like water for chocolate or some some stupid movie that fourteen people will see, but like there's not gonna be another movie. <laughs> there's not gonna be it is it's gonna be some 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 you know what snow falling on sneeters and all kind of other movies that no listen what other movie this year is going to make people cry and cheer and clap are going to be Hold on, hold on. We're at two point. We're at two point one billion dollars. Right. This was huge entertainment value. And while and, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. You you know the star. Like I just I I got a hundred twenty dollars slave one. I just bought for myself for Father's Day and birthday. Like I you know I bleed Star Wars. I'm going to have a hard time believing. I mean, I, and I hope it does. Don't get me wrong. I really hope that, that uh, you know, episode nine does this. How many movies have you seen that sat through the theater that have had that much cheering, crying, clapping, everything? I can't. Nothing. True. Nothing. Uh, very true. And that's what movies are supposed to do. Entertain. Entertain. That's, what, that's the whole point. You're there to entertain, and that movie entertains. It's a messy entertainment, and we're still talking about it. And people will continue to talk about that. So it's, it's, it won't win Best Picture because, like I said, uh, some other goofy art movie is going to win that, that nobody's going to see. But let me say this: uh, this movie, I, I am not one to say what a movie's worth based on box office alone. So, you know. I I actually have no doubt that this movie will out earn The Rise of Skywalker. I I can't imagine that The Rise of Skywalker would ever beat this movie given that this movie actually has an audience in China and The Rise of Skywalker does not. It just doesn't. And so Star Wars tends to have its primary audience. I would I would venture to say in the western hemisphere. Although it is big in in Japan and I think in Korea, but I mean they're pretty big chunks of the world that just don't care about Star Wars. So, at the box office, I fully expect this movie to crush Star Wars. But, I have no idea what Star Wars is going to do. I will say this. The Last Jedi has been out for over a year, right? Right? year and a half, we're working on two years at this point. 
I still think about that movie every day, even if it's just like a thought, just a fleeting thought. Every day something from that movie hits me. So I can already tell you that Endgame isn't that. But a lot of that goes to, again, I go to see Star Wars because for me, Star Wars is modern myth. Superhero movies, not modern myth. Period. For, for me. And you know what? To each his own. To each his own. And I'm not telling you not to see this movie. I think that if you have any investment at all in the Avengers or in superhero movies, this is absolutely a movie to see. It, it's a little more... Excuse me. It's a little more violent than um, some of the others, though. Like, it startled me how violent this one got. And maybe it shouldn't have, but it did. It startled me how violent this one got. I remember there were a couple scenes I was like, whoa, that's a little more than your average Marvel movie in terms of violence. Blood on Gamora's face, splattering. Blood shooting out of the neck of the severed head of Thanos. I mean, it just, it just, it really, it really was a more, more bloody than I, I was expecting from just a garden variety Star Wars movie. So, good, bad, or indifferent. That's kind of where I am on that. Okay? Cool. Anyway. All right, y'all. Well, the next episode is scheduled for a couple weeks out, and we are continuing our rewatch of the Star Wars saga films. And the next film up is Revenge of the Sith, which was, I believe, number seven for all of us on our rankings of the Star Wars films so um hopefully we will have some new insights on revenge of the sith when we record next time and is there anything that y'all wanted to say add to the end of this little chit chat that we've had i think we've covered it it's a great movie um if you haven't seen it already we've spoiled it immensely for you but go see it anyway (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough frankie how did you want to sign out i want to sign out as always always carry a towel oh we're signing out oh and i need to tell you how to reach me right if you want to find me on my briefly used instagram and twitter i am goody fat on both okay yeah yeah i'm learning instagram i I rarely used it, but um, I am Paxi Babe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I will sign out a little different tonight. I love you 3000. So sweet. So sweet. I am Palmetta Blue on Twitter and Instagram. And I will sign out as usual saying, may the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Good night.